The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Howdy. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon supporters. Find out how you can get the show early, ad-free, and with your own RSS feed at patreon.com slash sunranto and join the 100 other ranters who have helped support this podcast. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. Do it now. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Lucho's golly. Sunrento. Michael. Sunrento. Cotton. Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Michael Cotton. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. You guys were starting this and I didn't know what you're talking about. Happy birthday, high cotton. Happy birthday to you. Hey, happy birthday, Michael Cotton. It's Thank the Michael you. Cotton birthday show. <laughs> you you uh, know, after the, after the the spring training uh, debacle, all the people that heard the last podcast, they wanted me to sing some more. So we figured we would open up with a little happy birthday for Michael Cotton. People were clamoring after the last show to hear more of Crawley's vocals. And um, I'm definitely going to be putting you on uh, on the, the Bleacher Bum Band album, which is not canceled, by the way. Um, Michael's uh, Cotton's birthday was not canceled two days ago. You just, dude, if you had been born uh, on Friday, well, Friday the 13th, which is tomorrow, uh, if you had been born on March 13th, your birthday might have been canceled. But happy birthday, my friend. Yeah, thank you. I am I am Rizzo years old. Whoa, look at that. Yeah. 44. Dude, it's all downhill. Let me tell you. I go to the doctor now, they just laugh at me. They're like, <laughs> I tried to live, are you? Uh, no, we're all going to die. So uh, welcome to the Sun Ranto Show, because we are all going to die. And uh, baseball's over for now. I, I do have hope at this Ever- moment that it's going to come back. So in... Here this, we go. Uh, <laughs> Michael Cotton's been waiting all day to say what he's going to say right now. I no, can no, feel like, it. I can feel like- it. I was just saying, like, in this cancel culture of 2020, they actually went through it. They canceled everything. Yeah. Our culture has been canceled for the time being. Um, so, yeah, uh, coronavirus uh, about to kill everybody. MLB canceled spring training, said they're going to start the season two weeks late, which is, of course, a hope based on, I hope, science and facts and things like that. Um, like, that is... You know, the uh, 
I guess, half-life of the virus or when we'll face less uh, issues with it coming through. But everything's canceled. Uh, a couple of announcements first. Uh, the Sabre Book Fest is canceled. That was the the I put out the show uh, with uh, our our good friend Delvin Zinn, uh, and uh, the end of that show was John Racanelli inviting everybody to the Saber Book Fest this Saturday. Canceled. Um, uh, Crawler, you've got a cancellation too, don't you? <laughs> We're course, all canceling um, shit. <laughs> yeah, this weekend was the big Chicago Sports Spectacular autograph show in Rosemont. Um, I was going to tell everybody about it today. I was actually going to be attending with Pat and we were going to have, uh, the shirts available, the new Pat Hughes t-shirts, uh, that you could still get at Crawley's clubhouse.com. But, uh, listen, I'm selling I'm, things in the middle of a pandemic. Listen to this guy. <laughs> hold, hold on. If we didn't even know what was happening, is it really canceled? It is canceled. And so, uh, you know, there was a lot of people actually, Pat was one of the top sellers, for this, especially his final out call. And so, unfortunately, like I said, it's canceled. You know, they, they canceled the whole thing with the uh, new decree today of no more than 250 people. Well, that's good for the Bleacher Bum Band. We never draw that many. We'll be rocking opening day. <laughs> if, you, if you have the time to come out to a noon show on a Monday where there's no ball game <laughs> next to, uh, next to uh, the bar we're playing at, well... Then come on out to uh, the Bleacher Bum opening. No, no, we're probably going to cancel the show, right? We've got to cancel it, right? I had a, uh email exchange with uh, the guy from the G-Man Tavern that books us. And uh, he's like, no, no, you guys could still play. I'm like, really? <laughs> That's what's happening? Mm-hmm. You, you guys are coming, right? <laughs> yeah, about that. Um <laughs> The the only thing that ends up working out for me here is that, uh, you know, I, I don't have to take a sick day, a fa- uh, uh, not a sick day, but, a, you know, it was going to be a mess for me to get down there, and I was going to do everything I could, but now that kind of no longer Well, think of it this way, Carl. How much easier it will it be for you to get to our gig now with, you know, not a lot of public transportation, people on public <laughs> transportation. You could probably get a cab real cheap. Yeah, Uber, yeah. Uber down. yeah. We'll see what happens. I'm going to try to make it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not happening for me, but then again, it never was. I was in well, Colorado. Well, Michael, now you have no excuse either to come out to my noon gig on a Monday opening day when the Cubs aren't playing because, it, you know, flights are really, really cheap right now. I bet he can get over here for $50. Yeah, well, my, my <laughs> wife will be in uh, Iowa City already at the time. Has oh. she been demoted to spring training, AAA? Yes, she's been demoted back to. Yeah, I don't know if anybody. The Iowa shuttle, Michael. You should drive that thing this year when the yeah, season I, starts I in May. Not, uh, I have, you know, not told anybody on the podcast yet. But well, you yeah, have we're now. moving back. We're moving to Iowa City. I'll be there this summer, and uh, so actually, that'll be good. I'll be able to get up to Chicago a lot more often. Oh, great! <laughs> I'm just kidding. I tried to say that with like a, a half, like, oh, no, Michael's going to sleep on my couch all the time now <laughs> uh, voice. <laughs> you're you're going to have to get add a couple more couches to your place. I don't know if Nicole's going to be cool with that. but Hey, uh, Michael, uh, maybe you want to put a face mask on if you're going to be coughing like that on the show. Yeah, right. Um, so He must have got it from his computer. I've actually been trying to finish my sandwich the whole time, and uh, I, just, I just hacked up a pickle. 
<laughs> Is that where we say that's phrasing? <laughs> oh, we're off to a bagged start here. Um, so uh, uh, some people had needed our help before. I, I think more people are going to need our help now, but uh, you know nobody's reached out yet. But some minor leaguers did reach out to me through the Adopt a Minor Leaguer on Twitter. And that's uh, we had some we adopted some Cubs, and I want to thank everybody that reached out. Uh, we raised, I think, God, uh, well over three hundred bucks. I think maybe it was right around three hundred bucks, and uh, we split the money between minor leaguers DJ Artis and Delvin Zinn, who, if you listen to this podcast, you heard me talk to, uh, heard me talk to him. And um, also, I want to uh, give a big shout out to Chris Soloto who sent them chips, and I won't say from what company because it was all illegal and underhanded, but uh, Chris Salota's doing a little Robin Hood, and he's sending, uh, well, I don't even know if the minor leaguers are going to be there anymore. Like their address, whatever address I gave Chris, it might have changed. But a um, little plug for Chris because now that we'll have nothing to do for the next couple of weeks, um, he's got a podcast, which I have only listened to like one and a half episodes of. But it's very good, and I like Chris's voice. I don't know. Have you heard the Here's My Story podcast from Chris Soloto? I have. It's very interesting. Like, you think, uh, I don't know. I didn't know what to expect going into it. But, yeah, him telling the story, he's like, this week I'm so-and-so. And then he tells the story. It's, I hadn't heard that, like, I don't know, that take on doing a podcast before. So I dig it. Yeah, I dig it too, and I'm a big Chris Salota fan. He actually has your artwork, Michael Cotton, on his yes. leg. <laughs> I, yes, I love it. He has he has the original Cubes fan artwork uh, done on the back of his calf. Yeah, <laughs> which I mean, you know, there's a ringing endorsement for anybody's output right there. Like here's a guy here's a guy that uh started a podcast has Cubes fan on his leg and it's it's a serious show but I like his voice and anyway you got you I want to plug his show he right and it's only getting better as he moves forward with it, as we all do right but I don't know I think we get worse <laughs> I mean shit we're a roller coaster of a podcast here you never <laughs> yeah. know what you're getting Well tonight I don't even know what kind of show this is going to be because uh, and let's let's get into it. I mean, the baseball season is it's not been canceled. Okay, I, I just want to like get everybody off the ledge. I, I know today is a very weird day, and I'm really glad we're recording this show because I re I really wanted to talk to you guys about how your about your feelings about the entire thing. And uh, you know, the baseball season's been postponed. Spring training's been canceled, but I imagine they're going to have some spring training down the line. We we don't know what's going to happen right now. But um, I don't know. I, I just want your thoughts. Uh, Crawley, why don't you start? Like, uh, what's your day been like? Give me your reactions to, as the news unfolded, where your thoughts lay. You know, throughout the day, it's been kind of crazy. We've been hearing about all these cancellations and the fact that, you know, they canceled March Madness, which is just such a huge deal because it's, it's like a billion-dollar industry there. It's all madness. Of a sudden, Total it, madness. And so at this point, you're taking a look and saying, if they can cancel March Madness, they, they will cancel any, they, you know, everything's on the table. And, and, you know, when you find out that, you know, you're canceling all events of more than 250 people in the state of Illinois until Mar May 1st, 
I mean, it, it's hard because, you know, for someone like me, I don't really give a shit about other sports as much as I just truly love baseball, you know? And, uh, you know, I basically, that's why I love Cubs convention so much. That's why I love club 400 so much is that it just kind of, you know, why I had so much fun at spring, maybe too much fun at spring training, but I just love getting that baseball fixed because I like Jones without it, you know, and then you circle the home opener whenever it's opening day or the Cubs home opener. And it's like, you, you know, we've been so as shitty as things were this off season. All of a sudden I found myself back in the same place, like a normal cup band, just saying, okay, maybe we got a shot this year. Everybody stays healthy. Everything's good, you know, ready, jacked up. And, and then this happens and it's like, it just kind of, for me, it's just, what I look so forward to and now that's not going to happen. And it's just like, how do you kind of fill that void? In the words of Crawley last weekend. <laughs> yeah. I, you, you heard the drums echo in the night, but she don't know is, is really oh. where we're at. <laughs> and you said it, you were, you're literally captured right now. You know, you said she don't know. Cause you know what? Now we don't know. It was well, a weird I, thing. I realized in that little clip that you just played, there's a gremlin cackling <laughs> in the background. Only when p- played at uh, three uh, <laughs> three notes above where it's supposed to be. But, uh, Michael, how was your day? Well, let me just start by saying I am, I'm fucking over the COVID bullshit. <laughs> well, we like, all are. No, but I, what I'm over is people talking about it. We had this text fucking conversation away. earlier. You want to talk about <laughs> coronavirus bullshit? Should I go the, to the tape, Michael? And I? and I was like, "What? Who gives a? F- I, I fucking hate it. I hate talking about. It. I hate people talking about it. It's annoying." Well, how are we supposed to freak out and panic without talking about it? That's the thing. Everybody's <laughs> fucking freaking out and panicking. Look, here, here's <laughs> what did you say. I feel. What did you say, Mariners? You said panicking? <laughs> panicking? Yeah. You're panicking. You moved panicking. to Iowa. You're about to move to Iowa. You already like have some weird accent. Panicking. <laughs> no, I mean, this whole thing, like, oh, now people are fucking upset. Like, I have to wash my hands. Motherfuckers, you should be washing your hands regardless of pandemics. Wash your fucking hands, dirty bastards. And, <laughs> you know, and it's like, I mean... Right now, this world, this is my world. Fucking, I wash my hands all the goddamn time. I don't like going places where there are crowds. I fucking hate people. Old people are dying left and right. Which is good for you. fucking wonderful for me. This is, it's, it's. Can somebody please check on Bill Sugars? I possibly died and COVID world is my heaven. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't even know what to do with that last <laughs> sentence. Oh, God. But there's no baseball. There's got to no, be baseball that's in how heaven. I, that's, how I, that's how I know that I'm still in the hell that is 2020 because there is going to be no <laughs> baseball. But you know what? I'm fucking happier about there being no baseball and no basketball and no hockey and all this than I am because that's a definitive action. Somebody fucking stepped up and did something rather than just doing dumb shit left and right. Like, well, I don't think you should ride a bus together, but why don't you come to the ball? It's like, no, you stupid fucks. Like, so, and I've been dealing with this all week. 
<laughs> my kid is supposed to go to Disney for, with the band, right? They had a big thing. They're going to march in the Disney parade down there and do a recording. No. The no, I school, just needed the drop. But the school fucking cancels the trip. And the next day, they're like, oh, but we're going to have a school bus trip to go to the <laughs> state basketball game in Denver where there's fucking nine cases. It's like, the, like it's the fucking hot spot. This, we have more COVID cases here than in Florida. And they're like, nope, you can't go to Florida, but why don't we all jump on a fucking bus together and go down into fucking oh hot zone central. I'm just curious. Did they, did they take the bus down there? Did they still continue with the trip? No, they they have now oh, changed it. They've canceled everything. <laughs> I was Which, say, but yeah. but that's my point. I'm okay with everything as long as it's not fucking stupid. Like if you're going to do it, do it. Everybody's canceled. Everybody's canceled. Nobody do shit. We're gonna try and fucking nip this thing in the bud. Everybody get on the same page and let's move forward together. Rather than well. Some of the basketball teams aren't going to play, and other basketball teams are going to play. Oh, that was hilarious. training's still on. Dude, that and- was – there were games today. Today. Yeah. I, Dude, I nearly lost my mind. In fact, you know what my reaction to there being baseball games on today was? A three-hour fucking nap. I'm like, I cannot fucking even with this. I tweeted some shit out about Rob Manfred being a dumb fuck. And then I fell asleep for three fucking hours and I woke up to a million fucking tweets and texts and all of it. But honestly, I was like, I cannot deal with this shit right now. Yeah. And and that's my whole thing is like, I don't really give a shit because as I said, this just plays into my fucking wheelhouse. I'm hiding in my basement right now. I would have been here anyway. (laughs) That's how I feel. I work. My life has not changed one fucking bit because this is just how i live i'm washing my hands and avoiding (laughs) other people you're like finally everybody's gonna act like me yeah (laughs) well but you know but yeah the the thing that and that's why i'm saying i was so i've just been so annoyed with all the the fucking coronavirus talk which by the way it's not coronavirus it's fucking covid19 there is a difference. Coronavirus, we have everywhere, all the time, every year. It's all over the fucking place. Yeah. It's like the fucking cold. This one specific thing is COVID-19, and it's actually much easier to just say COVID than coronavirus. Yeah, but that doesn't make me think of beer. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then that's the other thing that's been going on for like two weeks. Fucking morons, uh, you know, that barely have internet somewhere in the fucking rural areas are like, oh, can't drink Mexican beer. Fucking dumb. I just want to fucking kill everyone. Yeah, build, like, a, wa- build a wall. Um. Yeah, build a wall. You know, and I was thinking about that. The fucking Mexicans are like, I oh, wish God. they would have built that fucking wall and kept these assholes out of our country. By the way, you know who doesn't have COVID-19? Mexico. Right. Yeah. They have, well, I mean, they have it a little bit. Not as not not like us, um, you know. This this really does right because they actually drink Corona. They are inoculated to the virus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They've they've had they've had the cure for years, 
They've been drinking it. It's but you need fifty years of drinking Corona, otherwise you're fucked. Um, well, I'll tell you what I did. Uh, once the NBA canceled, uh, I called up Bleacher Jeff, who lives downstairs, and I'm like, "Dude, we got to go to Jewel right now." And d- I bought so much liquor <laughs> and steak because it was. It, it, <laughs> I, I I cannot believe that you know nobody at Jewel headquarters was like. Dude, jack up the price of everything. Let's gouge these fucks. And I went down to Jewel, and steak was still half off for New York strips. And I'm like, I got a freezer. And I texted Nicole, and I said, clear out the freezer of all the fucking, you know, last heel of bread and everything. Like, get rid of all that shit. I'm get rid of the insulin. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> needs that shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, ice cube <laughs> trays, we're fine. We'll drink vodka warm. I don't care what happens. This is a pandemic. I'm coming home. With shit tons of beer, vodka, and steak. And that's what I did. I freaked out. And what was weird was that it was smart. Because I, I went down there. And as I was in there, the the whole, all of Jewel, the people, they just kept coming. And it was silent. This Everybody, is why I fucking hate people. <laughs> See? Like, are you fucking kidding me? Dude, it's good. The fucking store is still going to be there. Settle the fuck down. I like, don't know. Oh, don't, what? I don't know. You don't know. You want to be that person who did not go get two fucking... No, I got four bottles of vodka to get me through this. <laughs> and that's only going to last like three days. So, like, I am optimistic. Three days of worth of vodka will, uh, you know, that'll that'll get me through maybe this podcast. Danny, <laughs> and Danny maybe do you one know other podcast at the grocery store? Yeah, people that are infected with COVID-19, which is why... People who can't afford to take a day off and their fucking employer won't give them fucking sick time. Yeah, well... They're going to be at work tomorrow. I'll go in then. Yeah, we should We should all... The food should be free. From now on, let's just loot. Go in there, free food. You know what? Uh, that does bring up... These fucking billionaire owners need to open the goddamn checkbooks and start writing... Uh, Big checks, yes. For every fucking uh, stadium employee, uh, spring training employee, fucking everybody who needs this as their job. The vendors, the ushers, the security, the yes, cleaning the people crews. people who don't have a safety net, they need to pay them through all of this because that shit won't even be noticed. These people have so much money, but it could mean... The difference between these people being thrown out of their homes in two months or being able to maintain. Absolutely. And And I don't know if you guys were watching last night, but Mark Cuban already kind of started that off with uh, kind of talking about making sure that the the employees of of the venue were going to be taken care of. How many more times does Mark Cuban have to fucking rub it in our faces that we got Tom Ricketts instead of him. <laughs> Seriously. Fucking asshole. Yeah, that, oh. that would, no, I'm, I'm sure lots of Cubs employees right now would be very thankful if Tom Ricketts would come out and say something like that. And he could. He has the means to do it. And if I was Tom Ricketts, I would do that immediately. Because let's face it, people don't like you right now. Like, not at all. They booed your fucking network. So, uh, of course, I've got to play. What do you have against the Marquee Network? Believe me, 
You won't be booing about that in a year. I mean, to be fair, he might be right because Marquee may go under before we get to another year. Seriously, they've got no programming. Well, here's the thing now. This is this is an absolute – I kind of tweeted this out and I said, that's Cub, kind of making fun of that hashtag a few <laughs> while back. But, but this is the worst possible scenario for the Cubs because they were already looking at not having half the Chicagoland audience to actually watch the game. And now you're talking about losing at least let's let's put it at minimum a month worth of games, which were a lot of games, a lot of April games. I want to say what was it, eighteen games or something ridiculous. Yeah, which this is God's punishment, which has been pointed out to me, and it's also in my show notes because everybody's thinking it. This is God's punishment for starting baseball in March in Chicago. I'm sorry, <laughs> God was like no fucking way. Like if you know, if anything's gonna make a guy like me believe in God. It's something like this. I'm like, whoa, this is way too coincidental to just be happening randomly. Yeah, I tweeted earlier, uh, MLB fans for years, we need to start the baseball season later. MLB for years, oh, I think March is a perfect time for Minnesota baseball. Yep. And then COVID-19 baseball fans, no, don't, don't push it back. We don't want that. <laughs> You know, for a long time, I've been I've been saying the same thing of just a shorter season. You know, as far as injuries and and trying to kind of keep people interested and you got you know, it. I, I didn't want it like this. Clearly, I mean, like what like you've mentioned, a lot of people are really really going to be hurt about this, and it, it's not even just the stadium employees, which the Cubs could help out, and 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 every other major league organization could help out. But there's also the surrounding community that relies on that income. If you're talking about, say, a bar like Nisei Lounge. Or, 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 or some of the bars that surround Clark and Addison, you know, this is where they make their money. If you go down in the wintertime or the spring or fall, you know, when there's not a lot going on, when Cubs baseball isn't happening, this is where they make their bread and butter with the baseball season. And this, I can't even imagine how bad they're going to be hurting from this. I mean, yeah. uh, it's a whole month of big time income. I mean, granted, it is April in Chicago. I think we get games going by May. That's what, but you know, that's just a hope right now. Like, if people don't do the right thing and stay home and work, you know, work from home, don't go out if you're sick, any of that stuff. I mean, we could get more spread and then we push it off and everything's gone. Like, so when when you're talking about the season, you're talking about April through October. And so those six months for, for these surrounding areas, these bars around Wrigleyville, those, those six months really kind of basically dictate the entire year. Yeah, it's their whole year and a, a month off of it. I mean, I, I hopefully, I mean, what I'm saying is that it's not that populated in April. Hopefully, we all do the right thing and not spread this disease around and oh, things will I get see. back to now, normal. Now, I thought you were going to say, I hope we all do the right thing and go down to the bars anyway. Well, I go mean, get it, drunk. except for at noon... Noon on March 30th, opening day, G-Man Tavern, Bleacher Bum Band, come on down. You're working from home anyway. Yeah. Go drinking with your buddies. We should go down there, play a show, and just live stream it. In fact, that's Oh, what, that'd be fun. Yeah, that's what we should do. Can I sway in the video? <laughs> you will sway in all my videos, Crawley. In fact, <laughs> I do not even press record unless Crawley is swaying. <laughs> So uh, what else do we have to talk about? I mean, yeah. you Carl, know. Carly's like a watch, walking Dutch tilt. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like the camera's turning on him all the time. So I will say this. This reminds me a lot of uh, I was in New York City 
during 9-11. And, you know, that's one city. And I know that, you know, there was a plane that crashed in a field and there was uh, the Pentagon, which affected thousands of people. But this reminds me of that, except for that. That was one place with a lot of fucking people. You know, there's, you know, 20 million people living all around New York City, all moving in into there and out. And what happened was, just from experience, is uh, we didn't do shit for a month. We didn't do anything. Uh, I had a band. We were on tour. Everything got canceled. We uh, didn't even really rehearse. We didn't. We tried to change the name of the band even because we thought that nobody would like a name called God. Our band was called God. And uh, we changed it to God the Band to kind of, uh, you know, couch it a little bit. And, I mean, nobody knew what was going to happen next. And that's kind of where we're at now. And right, and now you're you're thinking about going with COVID bomb band, right? COVID, but yeah, because that's going <laughs> to sell all the records. But <laughs> but it's it's. I just think we just all have to lay low, take a moment, and uh, I don't know, just let this happen, and hopefully it doesn't get worse. You know, that's all we have right now. But in in nine eleven, it was very quick. You know, it all happened within a few hours. And then we rebuilt, but then we, do you remember when they sent, uh, what was it? The poison anthrax anthrax, they sent anthrax and they sent that to radio city station, which is like somewhere in the fifties, right in the middle of Manhattan. And my ex-girlfriend, she had just, uh, I was living with her at the time. She had just quit her job as an advertising person uh, you know they work really long hours and they're trying to get commercials made all the time she was doing pizza hut and big uh campaigns and she had just quit her job because she was gonna pursue on september 1st of that year 2001 as an an, an actress and got herself a job right away at a restaurant that was just opening right across the street from radio street station right across the street so you get the 9-11 that fucked up business for any for a lot of businesses and this is going to fuck up you know this COVID-19 thing is going to fuck up like we were saying all the Wrigleyville bars amongst you know millions of businesses around our country but yeah yeah it's a little bit different because that and, and only in this way that it was yeah, it's localized in New York City. in New York City now it's every big city so that's what I'm saying is like take the take my ex-girlfriend's story of getting a job at a fledgling restaurant across the street which was a huge restaurant, like Big Chef, you know, think of Madden's Post, but like <laughs> 10 times more. With no flamingos. <laughs> With no flamingos <laughs> and lots of businessmen. So, uh, I mean, no, this was going to be a big lunch, business lunch place, like right by NBC Towers. It was going to be huge, like a lot of investors in this thing. They all lost their money because the restaurant closed almost immediately and everybody lost their jobs. And that was, I don't know, hundreds of people that was, I mean, it was a huge lunch. It was mostly going to be lunches, big business lunches. You know, that's huge. And you think about the conventions that are canceled and all the corporate accounts that have like, you know, oh, $200 dinner is no problem. You know, that is huge for our friends. Well, yeah, no, I don't know and- a lot of rich people. I don't know a lot of people that, you know, work in the private sector. I know waiters and chefs and actors and these are the people i know and we get fucked way more and uh unfortunately um i yeah. don't know unfortunately i don't have a lot of hope for uh you know 
No, the, and, and what you're saying about the, you know, all the, the people in the lower strata of the employment, you know, totem pole, uh, no start adding leave. in all the families to that too, because I mean, they're telling my kids that they may cancel. They told them to take all of their shit home today. Yeah. That was the actual announcement. Take your shit home. You may not be coming back. They said, take it all home. So they are preparing to shut down school. And who does that hurt? Rich people? No. Teachers, a little bit. Not so much. But it's all the families that can't afford fucking daycare. You know, and weren't planning on having this, you know, month-long absence from school that they now have to have babysitters and shit for. So... Well, my hope. If you is, know people like that having those issues, if you can help, you know, maybe help. maybe reach out and help. Help or die. Out. Joe Madden said, Joe, "Joe Madden, the greatest Cubs manager to have ever lived, said this, and he caught flack for it. Help or die. Seriously, help each other, and that's my hope because in nine eleven we did. I saw people handing out shoes." I saw people helping each other. My friend Peter stayed on my couch. I went down and carried his cats two miles. He lived right across the street from the World Trade Center. His cats were down there. He was stuck. He stayed with us. And then uh, we went and got his cats. And we walked. We couldn't get past Houston Street, which I don't know if you you know Manhattan at all. But Houston is basically where the numbers stop. So you go like 1st Street, you know, 2nd Street, 1st Street, Houston. And then you get into Soho and Lower East Side and all that shit. Then you go down to Wall Street where he was living, and uh, we found his cats, very scared, hungry. It had been three days, and we we walked them back a few miles to Houston Street where we could catch the train again, go back to my house. Um, Peter found another place that was more comfortable to stay eventually, but this is the kind of shit we got to do for each other unless you're coughing. Don't let anybody in your house who has a cough (laughs) because (laughs) even if they have cats – Take their cats. No, actually, don't take their cats if they've been petting them. Anyway, that's my hope. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm with you. Like, definitely reach out. If you can, uh, you know, watch somebody's kids for them while, they're, while they have to go to work, if you can do that for them. Nothing, nothing would help more than that because... Pick them up the from school. Scare Pick- kids, scare parents the most. Is not being able to take care of their kids. Yeah. So, uh, what's everybody drinking? <laughs> oh, I am drinking, which, I don't know, I'm probably making a lot of noise. Yeah, you are. Walked. Like, I was wondering who was doing that. Yeah, I was I was upstairs getting a beer. Uh, mm. I, I've got the New Belgium Voodoo Ranger American Haze. It's an IPA. And it's you- very, very good. Crawley, what do you got in your hand? Uh, Club 400. Yeah, baby. Keeping it real. I keep it real, baby. Yeah, I really hope Club 400, uh, you know, kind of takes over the world. We're like, going to try. One, 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 you know, one cup fan at a time. Like, Well, I mean, that it's like the WGN of beers. You know, like you get to California and other Californians are like, this is delicious beer. What is this? Oh, it's a cup fan beer. And now we get more Cubs fans because they like the beer. I think. Oh, this see, beer- I thought you were actually just saying you hope that 
all the wonderful altruistic things that we do with Club 400, that would take over the world. But no, you just you're talking about the beer. You got to start somewhere, Michael. <laughs> Eyes on a prize, Danny. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, always. Uh, well, let me uh, start with some bad news. Not start, but in the middle Wait, of the. Wait, what? The, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's bad news? Well, this Hold is. Hold on. The, nobody prepared me for this. This is the saddest part. I mean, not o- only will there not be maybe games until May at Wrigley Field, but game number 69 of this season, which will now start two weeks late, was going to be on June 9th, 6-9. This was going to be oh – it it, it's hard to talk was, about, guys. It's hard to talk about the fact that this is not going to happen now. It was the day that was going to write the balance of the universe again. And now we're fucked. Yeah. The Mayans and, predicted it. You know, and the, and the worst part is, is, you know, we're saying May 1st right now. That's just kind of a guess. But uh, Bob Nightingale just had an article come out talking about. Oh, start- Bob. <laughs> you, all right. All right. Go ahead. Jesus. Saying, saying that uh, baseball could be starting at uh, Memorial Day. Well, sure. I mean, May 1st is a hope. Two weeks. They're saying two weeks now of a delay and then they're going to scramble for places they can go. And maybe they play to no fans, which is weird. Um, I don't kind of see the point of it. It, I mean, is right. it, you may as well just practice and scrimmage. We don't need to see it. Well, you guys remember that Orioles white Sox game. Did you tune into that? Yeah, I did that was amazing. Yeah. I loved it. Actually. <laughs> You're like, oh, I wish I was there. Oh wait, that would ruin everything. <laughs> No, 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 no. Yeah, exactly. I was like, this is awesome that I can just watch this empty stadium. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, it would be like performing a play to nobody. Well, that's like making a, mo- a movie, I guess. No, not really, because you still have the opposing players to play against. And I feel like it could be really interesting. But unfortunately, like half you, of you Chicago cannot see the, Cubs games because yeah. of Marquee Network. Yeah, but you get something from the crowd as an actor, right? An energy or whatever. I don't think baseball players necessarily need that. They get it from the other team. Uh, I don't know. No way, man. Yeah, no I way. totally disagree with that. Yeah. I, I will tell you that that you know the crowd to me it really makes a big difference in the game. To not, I mean, you can even hear some of the players. Like I know Rizzo was very vocal against not playing. With nobody in the stands and stuff like that, it's I, when you get the that crowd roaring. It doesn't always work out, but I can tell you, it, it does give a shot of adrenaline. It it does, which is what would be interesting about watching games with no fans. Which was, I mean, I watched a little bit. Samar just started that game for the White Sox actually against the Orioles when they were there were riots, um, and in Baltimore, and uh, you know. It was strange. It was also very strange that I, I really found it somewhat unwatchable. But now, in a way, I'd be a little fascinated to see what a string of games that looked like that would be like. And it's jarring it, because you're not used to it. Is is like if a foul ball happens and you actually hear it bouncing around. You're like, what, <laughs> you know, what what the heck's going on here? You know, and it it, it throws you off. It's like. There's one, you know, I remember this clearly one time. I was at uh, game six and game seven of uh, the 2003 NLCS against the Marlins. And no and one was there. 
No, not that. But just the <laughs> fact of, of when the final out was caught in 2003 in Game 7, I, I it was so deathly quiet at Wrigley Field. I, I actually heard the players cheering on the field as they were kind of jumping into each other and stuff like that. Sure. Like I just, it just that one struck that stuck with me for a long time. I'll never kind of forget hearing them like yelling and screaming and, and just the stunned silence of the crowd that you know so many of us were there both at Game Six and Seven. It was just like within 24 hours we were five outs away from going to the World Series, and now all of a sudden it's over. And it was like I said, I'll never forget that the clarity of hearing the players like on the field like that. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, no, this the, the, we're in for some stark moments right now, which is ultimately interesting. Yeah, I think it, I think it would be interesting. I do, I don't know that it's the best move to play baseball in front of no fans. I think they should just wait and like it's not that fucking deep. It's not that important to have baseball games without them being the actual thing that. I don't know that we like, which is it all, which is the fandom, which is people being there, which is the hot dogs and the popcorn and the beer, you know, like, can we reverse the polarity of the broadcast so that the fans in their living rooms can cheer? And maybe there's like an echo device at the stadium. (laughs) See, now you're thinking technology. yeah. Yeah. So the, the fans in their own homes, can yell into their phone as we do anyway, uh, screaming at and, and it comes out of a of a small echo device sitting in aisle four twenty four. And you just kind of amalgamate all those sound feeds. Yes, you just you just put I everybody mean, gets like fifty thousand people. They uh, they pay one dollar and they get an echo feed in a seat. Oh. Well, that's the next thing. Like, how, how are the <laughs> assholes going to monetize this whole situation in some way? Because that's why they didn't cancel today. They're like, ah, oh, shit, you know, just one more day, one more day. And, you know, once NBA canceled last night, you know, I've kind of figured baseball was going to be canceled. And they well, they played on. I mean, the Cubs were called from rain today, for Christ's sakes, you know, <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which is the most Cub thing ever. Really enjoyed that. Really enjoyed that yeah. move because uh, Marquis tweeted out that they were canceled for rain. A lot of uh, the Cubs uh, wonks did, and uh, I was like, "All right, rain, okay, cool. <laughs> Have fun with that, guys." Yeah, nice tweet, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, oh my I'm, god, just think of how many more times you'll get to watch uh, more than Mister Cub. Oh, it's going to be magical. All, all The Marquee Network, which should be renamed the Bernie Banks Documentary Network. Right. <laughs> so I went and uh, I stayed for a weekend at the Stanley Hotel, and they just have one channel that shows The Shining on a loop, and that's going to be the Marquee Network with Ernie Banks now. <laughs> yeah, how is uh, – you're the only one that has the Marquee Network, Crawley. Have you been uh, watching any of that? All, yeah, pretty much that's all I watch. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I don't turn the television on. I'm, I'm I, really, I really don't need any other channel. I've seen the Ernie Banks documentary maybe 20 times. <laughs> well, good. Because you're going to see it 20 times Are they playing like maybe this old Cub now? Or, uh... 
you know, they, 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 play a lot the of, they play a lot of different games. So like classic games, it may be, you know, it's, it's funny because I remember watching some of these games as a kid and I kind of smile still like when you get to hear Harry Carey call a game and stuff like that. It brings me back a little bit. Um, you know, so they've played obviously the Sandbird game. They've played uh, uh, Mark Grace had a great opening day in what was it ninety two? I want to say, but they're playing some of these classic games. It's just kind of fun to like. I see for me, TV is always very backgroundish. Like I like the fact that like especially with Marquee, I can just kind of float in and out whenever I feel like it. You know, like Danny's talking about a three hour nap today. Like that's usually me. Like I'll be like you know just kind of chilling on the couch. I'll be watching Mar. You know, I'd watch Marquee or the Cubs game or whatever, and then maybe just take a nap and I wake back up and. Who knows? Maybe something exciting is happening or maybe not. Yeah, it's kind of how everybody's listening to this podcast right now. But I will tell you, the countdown shows sometimes drive me nuts. I, I have a hard time and I kind of want to you know, contact Marquis and ask who who are making these decisions on you know, some of the countdown. So let's say the top 20 Cubs or the top 20 games. And, I, and you know, that was top 20 games, I think, was one of the first one or top 10 or whatever. Yeah, well, this like, be a, well, that's the one that the Bartman game was in. Right, exactly. And yeah. that's not the only like total garbage. One, that's not the only one that's had me scratching my head. So like they were talking about the top Cubs of all times. And uh, I think they had uh, Mark Grace at number 10 and Jake Arietta at number nine. And I was like, look, I like Jake Arietta, you know what I mean? But, you know, Mark Grace was the hits leader of the 90s, you know what I mean? I mean, Jake Arietta had a couple good seasons for the Cubs, but Mark Grace was like a consistent presence. I don't know how you put that, you know, one in front of the other, and you know? Jake Arietta did win the World Series with the Cubs. And I the mean, Cy Young. Right. I'm, I'm not doubting that. I'm just saying that... that of all time, you you know you could put his number. I don't know. I this think is, Greg Maddox was really high on the list. But too. Like this is Greg good. Maddox was like number eight or seven or something. This yeah, is good. you know what? I still have a problem with the whole like Greg Maddox and Fergie Jenkins getting thirty one because I mean Greg Maddox is going. He's Hall of Fame as a Brave, right? Like it, no, it's not. Does he not have a hat? My belief is he does not have a logo on the hat. If I'm accurate on that, no. Regardless, all of his greatest years, minus what he had the three hundred, three thousand strikeout, three hundredth win with the Cubs, and his first Cy Young with the Cubs, and that was it. <laughs> wow, that came out of nowhere. <laughs> Not nowhere. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, I guess it's right in the right in the stat. We know right where it came from. Um. Yeah. So coronavirus, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Jake Arrieta, I don't yeah. know if anyone saw this, yeah. but he did. Uh, I, that's he, what I wanted to get to. That's where I was heading. Um, yeah, yeah, he, he, got got, hurt. he got hurt today <laughs> in, in a COVID game. game. Yeah, in a COVID game. So uh, yeah, so we dodged that bullet. So let's look at the bright side of things. Um, yeah, it, what was weird was it was very reminiscent of Sammy Sosa in that he sneezed and threw out his back. But, you know, looking at spring training, that was one of the things that kind of gets you too, is that the Cubs were looking healthy, you know, and and that's what you were kind of hoping is that everybody's healthy, get off to a good start. Healthy? They all got the flu. David Ross missed the first two games of or three or four. I I forget what it was, but he did not show up for a few days. Yeah, a couple of days he was out, but I mean, what I'm talking about is baseball-related injuries, you know. David oh, yeah. Ross is ground zero for spring training COVID. Yeah, he may be. I mean, well, and that was weird that, uh, you know, they, they 
Theo came out today and said that, well, I'm not a doctor, but f- uh, th- this is a direct <laughs> quote. He said, I'm not a doctor, but following the lead of doctors, we haven't had anyone in camp, including David Ross, who's met the standard to get tested in this country, which is right now a really, really high threshold just to get a test. And he went on to say testing is a much broader issue than just how it relates to MLB. Or Didn't you Darvish get team. tested? Well, I mean, the Utah Jazz got tested like the day that idiot. What, what's his name? I don't follow basketball. So I just saw that guy's name and he's getting fucking buried. I've never heard of him either until now. Gobert is Gobert, his last yeah, name. Yeah. By the way, Gobert. I, and I love it's. I mean, sometimes the universe does work the proper way. <laughs> that asshole oh, is it, touched all is the that microphones. What, is that what's going on right now? The universe working well? Okay. <laughs> it might be. It might be. That's how fucking bad everything has gotten in the last, like, four years. Since since the fucking Cubs, that tweet that went out, like, every, the, the Cubs, Cubs won the goddamn World Series, and it's been going to shit ever since. I have had this feeling. I have woken up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night, like, oh, my God. It fucking happened. Like, everybody always made that joke in the 80s, 90s, early 2000s. Like, the Cubs win the World Series, the fucking world's going to end. And, oh, my God. It's, I I mean, ah. Yeah, so. The world is so fucking bad that goddamn COVID might be a damn blessing in disguise. Yeah, but we live here. We have to, we, we're alive right now. Like, you don't want to be alive during the Black Plague. You don't want to be alive during the No, I don't, but you know what? We're going to be alive during the, during the fucking uh, end of times because goddamn uh, global climate idiocy. change and idiocy. all that shit. It's like, you know, maybe we just wipe out everybody right now and it's like real quick and then we don't have to have our fucking planet warm up 50 degrees over the next 50 years. Oh, Chicago could use it. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I know. I know. I always, every time I there's like a nice day in the middle of winter, I'm always like, oh, it's so nice. And then I immediately have that fucking ruin for me because i think of climate change i'm like oh my god this is this nice day just killed my grandchildren prior to you know the announcement that uh baseball was shutting down i know that uh david ross was kind of kicking around who the opening starter would be between uh (coughs) you darvish and kyle hendricks which was kind of interesting because you know a lot of people were questioning you know is he going to be too buddy buddy with people and and there he is saying you know John Lester the guy who actually you know basically got him on the cubs is is right now a third starter well come on that's not going to play yeah you know, i mean I'm, everybody knows that John Lester's not your fucking opening yeah, day starter yeah i mean i thank god that Ross didn't do that cuz that would have been well first of all opening day what what day is that May 15th, 2022. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> exactly what day is opening day. I mean, who knows? By that this, time, you and Hendricks could be dead. We don't know. You know what, guys? This is exactly what I'm talking about. COVID has bumped this fucking opening day back. It's going to go back like two weeks to a month. 
they're going to do it, and it's going to be wonderful. And, you know, in the way the MLB works, anything that halfway fucking seems good, they'll just do that again. Next year is going to start, like, late April, early May, opening days, everywhere. It's going to reset the world into because everybody's forced to <laughs> be like me the in their basement hiding and washing their hands. <laughs> and when you do that, all you do is have time to think about how nice it would be if baseball didn't start in the snow. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not going to start in the snow this year, and uh, it's not going to be played in the sunny warmth of the desert either. Um, but w- let me get back to something I was just going to say. Why have none of the Cubs been tested? According to Theo, they didn't meet the threshold. So there, there's certain threshold. Like I, I, from what well, I'm hearing, I, and again, I'm not a doctor, talk? but it's just a matter of <laughs> you know. You're just like Theo. Um, I just want I just want everybody to know I'm not a doctor before I say doctor stuff. Well, the I don't want it to get political, and I don't want to like I said. There's there's so much misinformation about this stuff going around, but. As far as testing, there's certain thresholds that had to be met, and, and so far nobody's really kind of met that threshold. Well, not in Korea, because Theo even came out and said, he goes, we're far behind in this country as yeah, in a whole. Every other country, the threshold is, do you need one? They should be sending us all home tests right now. Be like, oh, you got it? Yeah, like you pee on a stick, and it says, yeah, you've got COVID. Yeah. little prick test or something. And, or you're uh, pregnant, whichever one, either one. Oh, I got a, a positive. Wait, I'm a father. <laughs> um, well, Theo even says, I mean, Theo did get political, by the way, Crawley. I know that Theo's repercussions of what he says and what I say and what you say and what Michael says are all relative to, like, who we are and what we do. But Theo who is in a position of power, did say we are far behind in this country as a whole in testing, and we are. And the fact that none of the Cubs have been tested is kind of ridiculous. You know, even from just a – even if you want to be a total asshole uh, who only cares about the money and the team and what it all means, you know, the flu ran through the Cubs all spring long, and you'd think that would be enough of a threshold when South Korea is like – what I've seen is testing like 10,000 people a day, you know, in Italy, they're fucked right now, which is what they're trying to prevent for us. So let's all do that together and be like Michael Cotton and uh, wash your hands and stay in your basement. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, you know, Theo's speaking out on this, which I appreciate quite a bit because he's pushing back against the misinformation. And even more importantly, pushing back against the systems that we have in place that are supposed to present prevent this thing in in the first place like we pay taxes like come on let's get something done even if we have to do something and pull together like what are we doing here we're all just trying to stay alive like that's the whole point of humanity is like let's live except for that we've gotten away from that a little bit and i'm glad that theo's uh, pointing that out that there are more important things than, uh, you know, money and what's going on with uh, Major League Baseball or any sporting contest. 
I don't know. You, I don't know if you guys want to weigh in on that, but no, I totally agree with you. I totally agree. There, there's, I'm, I'm glad that he said it. Uh, it could have been stronger for me, but I know that pisses people off. But you know what? Hey, we, we are, we are far beyond the, the pissing people off fucking zone. Like, oh yeah, say whatever you want. Way past it. Yeah, say whatever you want. The you may die tomorrow, literally. So fucking go out with a bang. Have fun with it. So I think Hendrix should be the opening day starter. Person. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of people again are just kind of. I'm, I'm a Darvish guy. I like Darvish. I think I want to go power pitcher straight off the bat. Right. And then mix he- it up the next day. You know, some people wonder, because sometimes you know how that goes, the opening day starters kind of sometimes you just do it out of like, okay, Z's been here the longest or something like that. You know, sometimes it's done like that. And so, you know, Kyle Hendricks, you know, has been, you know, as far as the pitchers are concerned, has been around a while. And and some people think he deserves it, especially, you know, a lot of the big games he's pitched in for the Cubs. And other people say you Darvish's stuff looks strongest. You know, he was... uh he, he pitched what last was it last night or last night? Well, here's the thing. Yeah, I watched that last night and before I ran to Jewel and panicked by vodka. But I watched. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I watched. You Darvish was obvious. You know, I know they say in spring training pitchers are working on something. You Darvish was obviously working on something. He's down in that pitch lab, and honestly, I don't know what I'm going to get out of you Darvish. He you Darvish is working on his twelfth pitch. Yeah, but he doesn't need 12. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, he got nerdy and interested in all this pitch lab garbage. I say garbage. I've I've just uh, shown my hand about how I really (laughs) feel about it it all. (laughs) But, (laughs) (coughs) hey, hey, get off that show if you're going to be coughing like that. Yeah, yeah, fucking settle down over there, Cotton. Is that still the pickle? (laughs) I'm going to give you. (laughs) I don't know. Oh, it's a pickle, uh, right. which, by the I way, just, is also the best play at baseball. According this to fucking G- pickle in my throat's killing me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. Um, so I, I don't know where were we? Yeah, Hendricks opening day. No, what were what were you talking about right before? I'm losing my train of thought because we're all over the place. You were talking about uh, this pitch lab garbage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This that you Darvish is getting into. Yeah, the game. Let's talk about the game for a moment. Um. He walked the bases loaded, and it was interesting. And you could even tell that ball was spinning like a motherfucker coming through. Like, the spinach efficiency versus rate. Like, whatever he was doing, that's what he was working on. It was you all could, rate, no efficiency. Well, The other the, thing to point out uh, from last out. night's start is the uh, is that he was uh, pitching to Contreras. Usually he pitches to uh, Caratini. Oh, good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, so I'm, I was just kind of curious about that. When, you know, when I saw the lineup come out, I was kind of kind of raising an eyebrow a little bit, saying, okay, what are we trying here? So, you know, I, it, it, sometimes pitchers have certain comfort levels with different catchers, and, and I know that they really kind of bonded last year together, and, and, and you clearly had his most successful uh, you know, I know it's not a lot of time, but you know his most successful run as a Cub last uh, the second half. So, you know, I'm curious to see how that plays out. I was wondering if Ross was just experimenting a little bit, or what. You know, or maybe it was really just nothing. You know, or maybe it's just this is the opportunity to get him some time to work together because Caratini's not going to be able to catch every single game, probably. 
And it's also we- it's also weird when a thing becomes a thing. You know, like, oh, Caratini always catches Darvish, and that's just how it is, and then everything else is weird. You know, it. I know it's a thing for fans to see, and you're like, oh, it's his personal catcher, like what, what Ross was to Lester. Yep. You know, and so when you when you look at it that way, it becomes a thing, and then it's a thing, and Ross catching Lester was definitely a thing. Same thing. Greg Maddox would always have very specific catchers that he would throw to. And I think if you remember the last year at the Mets, uh, Noah Syndergaard had a problem because he didn't want to uh, throw to Wilson Ramos. Uh, he was having better luck with the other catcher on the Mets, and it was a thing because the the manager's like, "No, you're you're throwing to Ramos," and and Syndergaard wasn't didn't, really wasn't happy about it. Yeah, so maybe they're switching it up just for the sake of switching it up, or I mean. It, but yeah, you're that, right, that's Michael. what I was thinking. Just because you don't want him to be completely, you don't want the first time that he throws to him to be in July because Caratini's hurt and he has to. Well, even if there's like months in between, it's still gonna be awkward. It, well, yeah, I agree. It, it will still be awkward, but there's, you know, I think maybe there's something to be said just to get a little bit of work in with the other catcher because you just don't know for sure. If Caratini was to get injured. Yeah. Something or like- or traded. Or, yeah. you know. Yeah, quite a few catchers. And, you know, I had other show notes with, like in a note in an uh Apple iPhone note that uh talked about yeah, I wanted to talk about the catcher position the 26th man that's what everybody was writing articles about before the season got canceled or postponed i should say to be accurate um but you know josh fagley pj higgins and his monocle and his mr peanut costume uh you know all all those all these guys uh uh, what's his name uh miller the outfield speed guy like miller yeah, there, there were a lot of options going on. I, this is what the stuff that I kind of wanted to talk about, but you know, life happens, and yeah. I think Ian Miller definitely opened some eyes in camp. I, I, I could, you know, for me, I could see him really getting that twenty six spot. I could too, but I, I don't really see it as a twenty six spot. I see it more as a September call up situation where you get that speed guy, just because that's what we've seen before. Mm. Like, uh, who was that guy that came up? Um, Terran Score. They acquired him. Remember that guy? Which guy? Terran Score. Oh, yeah. Gore, Gore. Gore. And that was his main situation. Yeah. That was his only situation. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was, he was so fast. Like, if they had, remember the Atlantic rule had that rule that you could just steal first base from the batter's box? Correct. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was the only guy that I feel like that might have worked for. He he is the fastest player I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it, it was amazing. He would be standing up and, wa- and dusting himself off by the time the ball made it to the second baseman. The nice thing crazy. about Ian Miller is he's got a few more tools. Right, know? and you know I don't know. He's like I said, there's certain guys that open your eyes, and Ian, Ian Miller is one of those things. You know, I've talked about Souza before on the show at spring, like the way the ball was coming off his bat, spring training. Miller's another guy that you're kind of like that would be a really nice piece to have on the team. You know, Trent Jambroni has opened my eyes. 
you know, and that guy's always kind of uh, just because of his name. I've noticed him, <laughs> but uh, you know, when I've I've seen Trent Jamboroni, like you know, granted it's late in these spring training games, he's facing Triple A pitching, if not Double A guys that they're throwing out there because he's he's out there late. But at the you know, I don't know, the guy looks like he can really play, and it's all eyeball test. But that's what I love about spring training, and it's really sad that it's fucking canceled. You know, now, for, for speaking of. I'm still kind of, I don't know if this was in your notes, but if, would you still see any situation right now from everything you've seen where Daniel Descalso makes the team? <laughs> no, no, oh, God. Being, being honest here, because you're <laughs> it's, taking it's a, a look here. It's a funny question. I'm, I'm being honest here. If you're talking about, say, no. guys that can, can really kind of contribute and what do they offer, I think J- Jason Kipnis hasn't looked horrible, to be honest with you. I've, you know, I'm no, I know he's not great but but boy you, no, there's a lot of better options than I'm just, daniel yeah exactly right you know and now, the whole thing is know? the money thing you know is, is are you going to eat that money uh, it, what's it going to take are they really going to think about eating that money for descalso they should be they yeah they definitely should be because the guy is not good yeah and He's, when you're talking about a bench role and you've got other younger dudes like uh i mean take josh fagley like I like this guy, well, mostly because he's really handsome. That's a handsome <laughs> it, dude, right? And that allows you to carry the third catcher, which we love. Which, which I I did want to bring up on the show, except for we talked about uh, fucking uh, COVID nineteen the whole time. Uh, that you know, when you talk about a third catcher, who's your first guy off the bench? The best hitter, arguably, is Victor Caratini, a switch hitter. Who can, you know, and so, like, let's say he's not playing that day. Like, you're not going to burn your only backup catcher with Victor Caratini. You know, like, that's huge. Like, you're in a tight game. Like, Victor Caratini is not coming out there. But he's your best option off the bench. And so, you know, you kind of want a third guy so you can burn Victor Caratini if you need to. You could actually get Victor Caratini many more pinch hit situations if you had that third catcher because uh, you would have somebody to for somewhat emergency situation like they tie yeah. it up or what you know what uh, all the situations that could happen like well basically extra innings and then you're going to need another catcher but like you know I I I really do when you talk about twenty six man like. Cubs had 25-man roster and carried three catchers. Uh, under Joe Madden, 26-man, you definitely carry three catchers. So so let's kind of take a look here. Just out of curiosity, name me the top three on-base plus slugging this spring for the Cubs. Without looking, who do you think it is? Number one. Uh, Ian Happ. Yeah, Correct. Gonna, Ian gonna, Happ, I number one. Number two? Uh, Albert Almora. No. <laughs> Elmore's dropped off a lot. Oh, I know. Yeah. I I uh that was Imagine that. I was basically looking at the notes from the last time we did a show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Number 2. Number 2, I would is it going to be somebody like PJ Higgins? Nope, or, somebody uh, uh, a potential MVP candidate. Everyday oh, starter. Javi Baez. Javi Baez. Oh yeah. And number 3 on OB uh, OPS is Josh Fagley. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this guy's impressed, and he, by the way, he can't hit, so don't get excited. I mean, he's like, I got clear, I, 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 not, I don't have it in front of me, but 220 lifetime average or something like that. 
It's it's yeah. low. Yeah, I mean, spring training numbers are yeah. hard to go off of a lot. Like you said, a lot of these guys kind of come in, you know, maybe maybe you are always facing, like, say, like at the end of the lineup, you know, when kind of some of more of the, you know, I don't know, I hate to call it garbage time, but when they're trying to look at other players and stuff like that, they're not which facing. Feg, which Fegley yeah, mostly how many is. starts yeah. has Fegley had? Well, let's take a look. When we take a look at games started, Fegley started seven. All right. Hap is 10, Bias is 11. When we talk it at bats, Hap has 27, Bias 28, Fagley 22. I mean, they're obviously taking a look at Fagley. He obviously has a – I mean, they're they're looking at it. So I think there's a great chance he makes this team. It's David Ross. He's a former catcher. He put a bunch of catchers on his coaching staff this year. He's the most famous – Backup catcher, yeah, I think that's ever. Lit. This team is going to have nine backup catchers by year's <laughs> end. There's no doubt, which is good for this show. Yeah, we're into the backup catchers. We are. Yeah, I sometimes I feel bad for John Baker because he was the most famous backup catcher for two years, and then just got completely wiped out by David Ross. No, he invented what being a backup catcher means. Which being is, a famous backup catcher, yeah. <laughs> right, but then David Ross, I think, nailed it. He perfected that one. So uh, I do have a John Baker update, as long as you brought it up. I, I texted him today because I wanted to get... We are, we are canceling John Baker Day. Yeah, John Baker Day canceled. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. The Bleacher Bum Band, March 30th. Come on out. Noon on Monday. <laughs> come on to a bar and get yourself drunk, even though there's no baseball. Just come see a band. See, now we're going to see who our fans really are. <laughs> you, know what I mean? <laughs> you know what would be amazing? If it wasn't a fucking Monday, maybe a Friday night, Saturday. No, I'm, I'm proving your point right with my show. <laughs> By letting it go on, we'll go out there and I will have an audience cam on my hat that I will tape to my hat. And Ooh, go- maybe we can test out our new technology at your show where... You just put a bunch of phones in chairs in front of you, and then we all scream into our phones wherever we're at. All right. Let's try it. We'll, we'll get there. So uh, please support us on Patreon because I'm going to need to buy 800 cameras and microphones. <laughs> we're we're going to need to buy a whole <laughs> yeah. bunch of phones. So if you could just up your pledge by a dollar, that would be great. Um, so here's my John Baker day, or my John Baker update because I was text- texting with him today because I, I wanted to get – everybody's reaction and I kind of um, well I'll just write read what I wrote I said hey man how you doing crazy day everyone bewildered I'd, I'd imagine stay safe and well and he says bewildered is a good term packed up and left at one thankful I have a place I can chill and an income how are you stay safe and then I went on into like the basically what I just said about 9-11 and like how things went down then and how I bought sticks and vodka. And then he says, um, he says, we were going to go back tomorrow for one more meeting, but I just got a text that no one is allowed to come in because they are super deep cleaning the place and it'll take the whole day. So that's where the Cubs are at right now. Um, so in other words, uh, you Darvish did have coronavirus and uh, the Cubs are going to die and the season is lost. <laughs> I can only imagine Bill Murray in one of those white suits eating a candy bar like, yeah, 
Not so bad. <laughs> this little bug. caddy shack. Yeah, with, with it with his Ghostbusters uh, pack <laughs> on to, to disinfect everything. So, uh, <laughs> pardon the interruption, but the Sunranto Show is brought to you by our Patreon supporters at Patreon.com/Sunranto, where you get early and ad-free listening, and by Simply Safe, because with home security, there's two ways you can go about protecting your home. There's the traditional way where you wait weeks for a technician to do a messy installation that costs a small fortune, or there's the other way, which is simply safe. Simply safe is everything you need in a home security system. It's award-winning protection and two-time winner of the CNET Editor's Choice Award. Simply safe blankets your home in safety. You get comprehensive protection for your entire home. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching your home. Entry, motion, and glass break sensors guard the inside. You barely notice it's there, and what's truly remarkable is you can set up this system all by yourself. Anyone can do it. It takes 30 minutes to an hour, tops, and there's absolutely no trade-offs to your safety. You'll have an army of highly trained security experts ready to dispatch police to your home at a moment's notice, 24-7. So if somebody comes and tries to steal your toilet paper that you stocked up and hoarded out at Walmart, well, then you're going to have police there. No time. Protect you and your butt. And it's only 50 cents a day, way less than you spent on toilet paper with no contracts. It's why The Verge calls Simply Safe the best home security system. So go to simplysafe.com and use promo code TEAM today and you'll uh, get free shipping. 60 day risk free trial and you got nothing to lose. So go now and be sure you go to simplysafe.com and use promo code TEAM, T E A M. That's simplysafe.com, promo code TEAM. A little bit more spring training news. Um, Craig Kimbrell <laughs> still does not get a regular spring training. And uh, Brandon Morrow, you know, uh, there's still hope there. <laughs> so, so I don't know. I don't know. Is there is there a Cubs player Corona pool? Because I think if someone gets it, Brandon Morrow's number one. On That's the true. We should, we should be taking fucking numbers right now. <laughs> Let's go totally see. Brandon Morrow won't come down with uh, COVID until literally it's all gone. He gets up on the mound, throws one pitch. He's like, I got COVID-19. He's, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but how about that Craig Kimbrell situation? We have to talk about that a little bit because he's done nothing but what he did last year, which is give up home runs. And I mean, was this because my feeling on it at the time was that this was a Theo Epstein desperation move to try to save last season. It went worse after that. Everybody else got hurt, and Kimbrell was never good. You know, we saw that last series with the Cardinals where he basically blew two saves, and I don't know, like, did we buy a lemon here? Well, that was that, – that's the – We didn't buy one. Here. Now, now, here's the thing here is that with Kimbrell, everyone – you know, I was concerned because I knew when they got him the need to get – bullpen help last year was so huge. I was worried, like, this guy's not going to be ready. He's going to be rushed through this. He's going to hurt himself, and that's exactly what happened. So my hope, now, let's be honest, Craig Kimbrell didn't get the big money because a lot of people didn't think that, you know, he was worth it. He really struggled at the end of 2018, and uh, to the point that Boston didn't even want to go to him in the playoffs. So the hope was if he got a full spring training, 
that, you know, he would look much better and things, you know, it just, it would just, it's more natural than just coming in in the middle of the season when everyone's been playing competitive games and you haven't. And now all of a sudden you're going to jump into the mix. Uh, but it, it, you know, like I said, I'm trying to not panic because spring training numbers, you know, but go to Jewel right now and buy all the vodka, Crawley. <laughs> I got plenty, but Kimbrel, you know, the numbers have not looked good so far this year. And I know some people just don't look good in the desert. You know, they talk about how the spin is and the steam <laughs> like, and all that stuff, but they just don't look good in the desert. <laughs> I, I was just in the desert. Crawley was just in the desert. I think we both know it's, what we're talking about when that nobody really looks that good in the desert. It's just you a think mirage. you do, but you don't. Yeah. <laughs> but, I thought I thought you looked good. Yeah, everybody looks good. <laughs> you hear that at the end? Or this one. <laughs> Yeah, nobody looks good in the desert. Sorry, I, I pressed uh, <laughs> I, I pressed the uh, sign signs, doesn't know the signs. I don't right. know. I think that might be our, our new complicated T-shirt. <laughs> nobody looks good in the desert. <laughs> I'll just tell you, there's a lot of pictures that, like, they say that the stuff just doesn't move the same, and, and in Vegas, too. So, you know, I'm hoping he's just one of those situations, but it's just not looked pretty out there every time he's gone out there. I have not felt felt... You know, like, oh, wow, look at that stuff. It's really popping. Not, you know, every time it seems like a struggle. Yeah. it's He's, he's kind of like the John Lester of relievers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he might be. No, he really is. He might be too, he might be too old to really do it. But he's what, got What talent. you're saying is that he's, as, as a closer, he's better in the second, third, and fourth inning. That would not be good for him. Yeah, well, that's not good for a closer. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't really work out. Well, I did ask the Sunranto Ranters for topics, even though I knew that we'd go long. But uh, I thought we'd, we'd, you know, it's a weird day. It's a very, it's a really fucking weird day, everybody. Are and we going long? <laughs> not really. See, this is the beauty of our show. <laughs> it's like five hours. Like, you know, we've done this before, you know, like. Yeah. But Pincus asks, if uh, would you rather the season goes to December or interleague play get canceled? I don't think that's uh, a thing that they're even thinking about. But I actually did have the thought of getting rid of interleague play because I think we're going to have a shortened season, right? I don't know if you can, though, because the leagues are split 15 and 15 now. It, th- there's just so much complexity, like the, the amount of time that's spent with all the logistics. I just I, like, so, you know, I know Dan, Danny went on a, on a quick stub hub run before they shut it down. Oh yeah, I did. Oh, I, I didn't even mention that. Not only dude, I rocked it financially this week. Not only did I buy carnival cruise lines at 21, <laughs> <laughs> but I bought every single April game for the Chicago Cubs and the bleachers at underface. For games that will not be played now. But yeah, go on. <laughs> Wait. No, I, I, got, I got nothing. Is that good? <laughs> uh, no, no, none of it's good. I'm saying nobody hey. listen to me ever. Hold on. <laughs> hey, Michael, want- do you remember when he was just asking you to invest in his, uh, back <laughs> <in> his album? <laughs> yeah, but Patreon. I just want to hit Patreon hard yeah. right now. Please. <laughs> Danny is losing all of our money. <laughs> we need more money. Yeah, just up your Patreon pledge one dollar to get us through these tough times. As to I, get I, us through the dude, I lost. Lines. I lost six hundred dollars. You know, 
I, I held my nose because, you know, here's you the thing. You honestly didn't lose it. I do not want, really want to tell this story that much. But in 2001, sorry, I got my phone on. I know you guys are all hearing that throughout this podcast, but uh, I've got to check my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Details uh, notwithstanding. Um, no, uh, that's not, just, that makes no sense. I just feel like this is all going that the, the Cookie Rojas level of Patreon is just not going to cut it anymore. Yeah, I, I need money. So, like, uh, pitch on in because I just lost $600 on Carnival Cruise Lines because I, <laughs> I, I held my nose. Like, listen, it's down from 60. It was down to 21. You figure, like, all the bad news is baked into the cake at that point. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be brave. This is the year of uh, bravery, and I'm going to buy uh, Carnival Cruise Lines at 21. And it went down to 13 today. Dude, oh, I, so I'm buying now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's the thing. And, and, and that's the fucking gambler's mindset. He's like, well, I'll just throw a little, I'll, I'll throw another G in. Like, thank God I'm broke. You know, like, I, I because if I had put like, you know, $20,000 in and it lost 35%, well, then I'm, I'm down, you know, some serious money, depending on your situation. But, I, you know, I put a thousand bucks in. So I lost, what? Three hundred fifty bucks. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there was a and, slight and, pause by and, you. Well, and then I bought a bunch of uh, uh, bleacher tickets today. In the same way, I bought Carnival Cruise Line, which is <laughs> which is which is that I panic buyed, and I was like, you know what? It's ten dollars plus fees to go to the Cubs game. So the only one getting rich is StubHub. Because this is a $30 game that the Cubs are throwing. I paid 10 Uh The bleacher owner, the ticket owner, got uh, thir- got $8. So they get 8 bucks. I get, uh, I pay 13 StubHub makes 5 MLB somehow is probably cut in, right? And um, I don't know. I, I bought a shitload of things. I, I have every, every April game right now. So we're, we're going to see what happens, and we're going to look at I can tell you what saga. happens because StubHub has already contacted me. Mm. And so this is breaking, <laughs> breaking financial news. All right. they, they contacted Crawley, and they said, will you please stop Danny Rocket from buying more tickets? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This well, they literally should. Up. really concerned about his welfare. They should because I'm fucking you guys over. <laughs> Big time, like I have, like this. You're hearing it live here on the podcast, folks. Like me so Danny, versus I'm Crawley. T- I'm going to tell you thing. the good news, but I do not want you to invest any more into Carnival stock, <laughs> nor airlines, or anything else. Tomorrow right now. morning, like, fucking two thousand dollars of Patreon money going on Carnival stock. <laughs> if you, <laughs> we're going to need more people at the Wendell Kim at level, but um, if you buy tickets on StubHub to an event that is canceled. You have an option to receive a coupon worth 120% of your original order. Ooh, dude, I'm going to the live event of your choosing within the next 12 months. Oh, Lady Gaga show, here I come. Alternatively, you can choose to receive a full refund for the original order amount, including service and delivery fees to the original payment method. But right now, those tickets that you bought, you can get 120% coupon worth the value. Yeah, only if they're canceled. They're not canceled yet. Yeah, they're they're canceled till May 1st in Chicago. Officially? Yes. 
I mean, it really officially? Yes, Governor Pritzker today till May 1st. All right. <laughs> you <laughs> so, missed that on your nap. I think I'll take the 120%. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know, but maybe the Cubs will offer me some. Here's my other thought is like maybe the Cubs will offer me an equal or lesser value ticket. So if I bought a bronze game, which most of these games were, you know, being in April and March, uh, maybe I could just trade it in. Or is this, I don't know. I'm going to see how it plays out. I I will report on this in the future, even though I'm the only idiot that did it. Are are Cubs tickets still cheaper now that they've canceled all the cheap games? Well, probably the the math does not work in the Cubs' favor on that one. But I I was looking at the schedule, and so just looking at the logistics of everything, I don't know. They they say they want to get baseball maybe started in the second half of April, but you can't do it in Chicago. So the Cubs play would would I'm I'm wondering if they maybe flip it so the home games would then be you know so let's say two weeks pass, then the Cubs' opening day maybe would potentially be San Diego. In San Di- they would have to play in San Diego. Those were originally three home games, and then three in Philly, three in Pittsburgh, and then I wonder, and I'm just wondering if maybe, you know, and then they have Arizona and the Dodgers to start out May, and so for me, I circle, I went right away and I bought tickets for May 8th, which is against the Nationals. And so, you know, I had planned to buy that game a while ago just because I kind of wanted to see the Nationals after, you know, after they won the World Series and all that. So I've got tickets, but to me, that I have that circled right now as the, the real potential home opener. I was just telling Michael, an email just came through from the Cubs uh, about the start of the uh, 2020 season. So right now, the delayed start of the season is by at least two weeks and that they will continue to work in close co- uh, coordination with MLB as well as Governor Pritzker and Mayor uh, Lightfoot mm-hmm. to ensure we make the best decisions to protect public health and safety. MLB is preparing a variety of contingency plans. What does that and, mean? I don't Why know. Why even say me. that? Why even say vi- variety? Like, that's just going to make us question. All right, go ahead. A variety of contingency plans in concert <laughs> with clubs regarding the 2020 regular season. In coordination with MLB, we will share communications directly with ticket buyers as soon as possible. Given the unprecedented nature and fluidity of the situation, we appreciate your continued support and patience as we diligently as we work diligently to provide a safe environment to our fans, players, and associates. Mm-hmm. I got a, uh, an email from just about everybody I've ever ordered everything from today, being like, coronavirus 19 you've you've we've got you we're we're there for you i'm like so they had to put one out too and uh but there there's no information there they didn't say anything right no nothing really but the question is is is, so two weeks delayed from opening day but the the trouble then is well that's a hope yeah that's a hope and then and again you're gonna have you can't just start these guys cold they're gonna have to somehow I don't know if they're going to do an extended spring training or what they're, they're going to do. They're going to have to. Craig Kimbrell demands it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's great is that uh, we can blame the problems for everybody on the staff. Yeah, who do we blame? <laughs> That's really the question right now. Who do we blame for all of this? 
Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to stuff you. <laughs> no, I mean, you can't blame anybody. It's just the way life is sometimes for people. I blame every dirty fucker that doesn't wash their damn hands. <laughs> you know who you are. What about the people that don't cover their nose when they cough or sneeze? Yeah. Or people Into that pick elbow their nose. asshole. Like, what the fuck are you thinking? So from this now on, we just We fist- learned when we were five years old. We fist bump or bump. I, I think we should bump ankles. I think that's the safest thing because you no, no, never no, 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 no. like, like you're, kid and play. You're no, you're missing it, Danny. Like, what was, <laughs> what was the uh, the crotch bump that they used to have? Oh, oh yeah, dick, dick bumps. <laughs> you're right. Oh god, see, the 2016 Cubs were very early on hygienity. <laughs> <laughs> the dick bumps are going to be great until we're all in jail for sexual assault. Yeah, 23 <laughs> years. I was just saying hello. Yeah. Uh, well, no, so, still dick bumps. And that wasn't always the case. There was a time and, and place where uh, bumping your dick with somebody was uh, way more dangerous than uh, chairing an elevator. <laughs> so uh, so what are you guys going to do uh, without baseball going on? You know what? I'm looking right now. I'm actually looking at uh, my favorite ski area. I might go skiing this weekend because I figure nobody's going. Nobody's leaving their house. I might go fucking snowboarding. Hmm. Yep. Well, I got all my Cubs DVDs all put together. So I have the uh, Cubs Forever DVD, the Chicago Cub Legends, Great Games, We Believe, This Old Cub, Wrigley Field Beyond the Ivy, 100 Years of Wrigley Field, Hello Again, Everybody, The Harry Carey Story, Chicago Cubs, Heart and Soul of Chicago. I got the World Series Blu-ray. And then uh, I was in a documentary in 2006 <laughs> called Wait Till Next Year. Basically, Crawley <laughs> just read off the marquee <laughs> network's like, fucking broadcast schedule. Like, they're going to call you tomorrow. They're like, we need to borrow your DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, no, you know, I forgot to say, I'm actually, uh, I'm going to be on a different podcast tomorrow. Uh, I did a Movies by Minute podcast a little while back, and I'm going back on. What? Moonlighting. I'm Um, moonlighting on a different podcast in the morning. So, you know, if people are interested in Kevin Smith movies, they can look up the Jay and Silent Bob Minute. And uh, in the near future, I will be on there a couple different times. Nice. Well, I have no excuse to to not get the Bleacher Bum Band album done. We're pretty far into it. Like, we've got a lot of shit recorded. So I'm going to look at this as an opportunity, not only for, you know, having time to do the things I'm good at, which is, I mean, the only thing I'm good at, I'm not even good at podcasting. Like, I I mean, I know you guys all listen to to this show, but I say, um, a lot. And, like, I judge myself quite harshly on, like, the way I talk. But uh, I'm good at music. And so my plan is to uh, do as much of that as I can and play a bunch of music and get this album done for everybody. And I also would like to I, – I kind of have plans to – because ev- nobody has baseball to watch. So I'm kind of like, all right, well, let's make a bunch of music and let's get weird 
and I haven't thought of everything I'm going to do yet, but I've got a month and a half of time to get weird with baseball and all of you and the Ranters page, and I think we should get weird a little bit and make a bunch of music together, and I don't know. I th- I think it's a good time for us, you know, to for podcasters. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, 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 hate, I hate to say try that to anything's pack up good my whole house and move across the country. Yeah, so. you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of. I mean, I already worked from home. Crawl, you do not work from home, so there's like some questions there for you. And I'm unemployed, so again, yeah, exactly. This, this does not affect us. This whole us. thing is fucking. It's just playing right into my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. It seriously is, dude. Like, I just, this is you, <laughs> this is you've been preparing your whole life for this moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man. The fucking everything's coming up Millhouse over here. What, what, what does Nick say? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody sing. <laughs> Honestly, in the kingdom of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. You are the one-eyed man, Michael. Fuck it. I'm rolling, man. You can't fuck with me. I got nothing for you to take. <laughs> I just got a feeling it's going to be like, what is that show where all the zombies uh, walking dead, where everyone's just trying to find a way to somehow survive this dystopian nightmare, and, and Michael's like this guru who already knows how to live in <laughs> Everybody go visit Michael in uh, Colorado for the next month. And yep, then, you're going to have to climb a mile make sure you, well, he's, he's got the Purell when you walk in. <laughs> Dude, that, I don't like the sound of that cough. I just, <laughs> you know, I just don't like the sound of that cough. Uh, I, know it's, uh, I don't know if we've jumped into TFCs yet, but th- this isn't a tweet, but I saw this on Facebook. I believe this whole show was basically a giant TFC. <laughs> I saw this on Facebook, and it just made me giggle. It said, if you need 144 rolls of toilet paper for a 14-day quarantine, you probably should have seen a doctor long before. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. I will say this. I did buy the Cottonelle toilet wipes, which I enjoy. And uh, I did buy those last night in my frenzied jewel, uh, well, hoarding of materials for this pandemic. Yeah, I ran a very long hose in through my window, and I now have a makeshift bidet. <laughs> but your fence is fucked. Um, the, the fence is holding. The fence <laughs> is holding. It has to because pretty soon there's going to be people like storming my place trying to learn how to live. I had that thought when I was at Jewel last night. I'm like, okay, so I buy all this shit. I got vodka. I got beer. I got meat. And now what do I do to protect it? And I'm like, I need a fucking gun. And then I'm like, God damn it. The Second Amendment people, they're losing their minds over this shit right now. They're like, oh, yeah, I, I know you guys don't want to go into this this late in the podcast. But but I, I did have that thought, like that I need. I I'm, What am I going to do? Stand out there with a fucking rusty butcher's knife? Protect my fucking Bex 12-pack? <laughs> Just no, no, you don't stand out front. You lure them in. <laughs> and then stab them. And just... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Jesus Christ. If I can stand out front, you're going to get shot. So, Fucking, you leave that door open just to crack so it looks like they're, they've got an easy mark. So I've got a TFC here, and it's from the Ranters, Sun Ranto Ranters page, which if you're not on it, I don't even I'm not know. I'm on it. Well, I know you're not, but your wife is. 
which is why I didn't know it was your birthday. Because, like, what am I, the fucking birthday king? Hey, hey, I put my birthday out on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody, <laughs> nobody cared. That was that was the exact response I put out that I got from Twitter. It's my birthday, and you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, yeah. And somebody uh, said something about uh, the Marquee Network and not being able to get it on your uh, tweet. But no, yeah. Ar- Arthur uh, was was Nishka, uh, who was a, a member of the San Rancho Ranchers. He said the Cubs were the smartest team in baseball to not spend any money this <laughs> offseason. <which laughs> Goddamn, they were. Yeah. Fucking nailed it. Theo <laughs> finding those market inefficiencies once again. <laughs> the market inefficiency is that they're going to cancel the season. Pandemic. Don't spend any money on those yeah. wasted years, right? So does yeah. anybody have any other TFCs? Yeah, I, I've got one. Uh, Jessica Caroli heels in the field says baseball fans. If baseball is suspended, what will you do instead? And Jenks says, record my farts and listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why I thought that was so goddamn funny, but I laughed a lot. Cause you pictured it. <laughs> <laughs> you get all the sound without the smell. Yeah. So, any other TFCs? I do have one. I'm looking for it here, though. Too many damn pictures are in here. Oh, I, well, I've I've got one while we're waiting because uh, the Sunrancer show was about to be the longest running Cubs podcast in the history of Cubs podcasts, which is like what ten years, <laughs> twelve, and yeah. um, so I was uh, texting with uh, Ivy Envy's Corey Fennerin earlier in the evening and uh I, I i said this is all your fault for canceling ivy envy you know referring to the coronavirus and he says haha i know good <laughs> and i said <laughs> cursed it and he says we want to burn it down and then i texted him a picture of tom ricketts responding to people booing about the marquee network which is a uh, Kind of a, it's not a famous meme, but you know, if you haven't seen it, well, go see it. Just put in Tom Ricketts Marquee. And he wrote the longest running Cubs podcast of all time. In other words, they're trying to usurp us right now by killing us off with a pandemic. And uh, we will never achieve what they've achieved, which is uh, being the longest running Cubs podcast in the history of Cubs podcastum. Oh, I God. What you're doing there. The long fucking con. Mm-hmm. We, we stepped right into it, didn't we? Yeah. The moment I start buying Carnival Cruise Lines, it tanks. The moment I start <laughs> bragging about, you know, beating Ivy Envy at their longevity, I tank. So well, get- the thing that's going to kind of really be interesting through all of this is just, you know, how, how you know, there's going to be a lot of people looking for content, too. I got a feeling there's going to be a lot of scraping of the barrel on some of this stuff. Oh, I've already talked to my girlfriend, Nicole, about how this is great for us. So don't don't get me wrong. Uh, oh, yeah. Every day we'll be putting out something new to try to entertain you people because there's no baseball. The more middle aged men who have podcasts die each day 
is better for us. Yeah. So, uh, do you have your TFC up and ready? Yeah, basically, what it was was, was about um, it was about the uh, they were saying how uh, that the locker room was only going to be for players and essential personnel. And somebody asked, "What about Albert Elmore? Where is he going to change?" <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> What is that? Hi, it's Contradonis. Uh, are you coughing? <laughs> oh, oh my God! No, I got a go away for you. Go away! <laughs> you don't you guys, sound good, man. I'm fine. You guys ready for a bomb? <laughs> guys there yeah go ahead and give it to us okay i wrote you a song (laughs) (laughs) nobody's at the ball game nobody is allowed stopping the spread of a pandemic Corona's making everyone sick. Let's all use, use, use sanitizer and stop the virus today. It's no fun to be infected at the old ball. <laughs> Are you okay? <coughs> Cubs Well, Cub Shadamas is uh, gone. He evaporated into thin air. I guess that's what can happen to you if you get coronavirus. Uh, What's great, though, is that he left us the perfect song to sing so that we wash our hands long enough. Yeah, goddammit. What's wrong with people? Well, uh, I guess that's our show. Um, be safe, everybody. Uh, it's weird to do a show. In fact, tonight we were going to do a Reds preview podcast with two comedians from a, uh, a, a, a program called the Nasty Boys, which would have been really cool, but it felt very odd to uh, have a uh, Nasty Boys Reds preview podcast round table uh, as we're ramping up for the season as everybody's ramping down and hunkering down and so it's it we'll we'll get with those guys eventually uh but uh I don't know this is awkward this is weird this is these are weird times and uh I guess we'll just keep doing shows and I don't know what do you guys have to say about it <laughs> Look, you know, this is, you know, this is a difficult time, but I think that if the Cubs community can kind of hang together, we'll get through this together. I think so. And yes, I know this fucking plays exactly into how I want to live my life, but I know that it affects other people much worse. I hope you all stay very safe, healthy, all that stuff. Um, 
just just think about me sometimes and just smile. Somebody's enjoying it. Happy birthday, <laughs> dear Michael. Happy birthday to Spagog. Spagog. Stay safe. Spagog! Baseball canceled all the games. Cubs won't play at Wrigley until early May. Really sucks that we got away. The Cub season is starting late. We're singing Cubs postponed. Cubs postponed. No baseball on opening day until Corona goes away. Fighting the virus, fighting disease. Players and fans are in quarantine. Don't touch your face, keep your hands clean. And let's all stop COVID-19 We're singing Cubs postponed Cubs postponed No baseball on opening day Until Corona goes away There are no games to attend Can't sit in the stands with your drunken friends Sanitize and wash your hands Or you'll other Cubs fans We're singing Cubs postponed Cubs postponed No baseball on opening day Until Corona goes away Cubs postponed Cubs postponed No baseball on opening day Until Corona goes away Cubs postponed Cubs postponed I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And 
Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash match. Just go to indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. <laughs> 